0: verse 49 I'm just going to set a text for my message I want to read the first four words and Jesus stood still the message Bible says it like this Jesus stopped in his tracks and I want to preach tonight on this thought stopping Jesus I want to stop Jesus in the house tonight Would you set your Bibles down? Lift your hands and hearts to heaven. Let's pray right now. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your spirit. God, we thank you for your anointing. God, we're so thankful for what you've already done this weekend. God, we're expecting you to do nothing less tonight, God. Anoint me to preach your word. Anoint the words that I speak, God, to reach your people. God, we ask you to stop in this service, God, and minister to every need that's in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's give him a praise one more time before you're seated. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. You may be seated. Mark the 10th chapter, verse 46, says they came to Jericho. And as they went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people. Blind Bartimaeus sat by the highway side begging. And when he had heard that it was a Jesus, just because his eyes didn't work didn't mean his ears did. He heard a commotion and he heard that this Jesus of Nazareth the, on his way out of town. And the Bible said he began to cry out loud and say, Jesus, thou son of David, Have mercy on me. And the Bible says in verse number 48 that many charged him that he should hold his peace. They said, Bartimaeus, don't you know who you are? Bartimaeus, you don't have any right to cry out to Jesus. Jesus. He, he's got more important things to do. He, he's got more important things, uh, more important people to minister to. Uh, Bartimaeus, you're nothing but a blind beggar. Yeah. You just sit over there and jingle the coins in your tin cup and you be happy with who you are and be happy with the coins that you gather for the day. You're gonna, you were born a blind man and you'll die a blind man. All right, all right. And maybe just for a moment, Blind Bartimaeus thought in his mind, you know they're right. I don't deserve to cry out to Jesus. I I don't deserve, I've not done anything to deserve his mercy. I don't have any right to cry out to him. I don't have the right to to beg him to have mercy on me. Uh, But I think that he probably was like the prophet Jeremiah. When Jeremiah said, I'm not ever gonna speak his name ever again. I'm not ever gonna mention his name ever again. But then Jeremiah said, I tried that for a little while, but it was like fire shut up in my bones, and I couldn't keep it to myself any longer. I see blind Bartimaeus saying, oh, I I don't have the right to cry out to him, but I can't let this moment pass me by. And blind Bartimaeus said, if you thought I cried out before, you ain't seen nothing yet. And he started crying out. Even louder, Jesus, have mercy on me. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. The Bible says that Jesus stopped. I want you to understand something. When Jesus hears somebody crying out for mercy, When Jesus hears somebody crying out to his name, when Jesus hears the cries and the pleads of his children that are hurting, he he can't help but stop and take notice. Hey, there's some of you here tonight, you've got things in your life that are telling you just to sit there and be quiet. Hey, you, you don't have any right to cry out to Jesus. You ought to just sit in your pew. Maybe this preacher will be done in a few minutes and we can go eat, and I can go back to my life as usual, but I wish something would rise up inside of you tonight and say I can't let this moment pass me by. Jesus is in the house, and I gotta make sure that he knows that I'm here. Jesus, have mercy on me. Hey, if you need him to stop in this place, he won't take notice of you if you're just going through the motions. He won't take notice of you if you're just sitting there. But if you really want him to stop, somebody ought to stand in their feet. Somebody ought to begin waving their hands. Somebody ought to begin praising him and saying, Jesus, I need you. Somebody needs to stop him in this place with your praise and your worship. Don't let any devil in hell whisper a line to your ear and tell you that you're not worthy. Don't let your body tell you that you don't feel like it. Don't let your circumstances dictate your worship tonight, but instead break through the barriers, break through your problems, break through your situation and get Jesus' attention in this house. In Mark the fifth chapter, says a certain woman which had an issue of blood. We for 12 years, we all have issues tonight. Every one of us have issues. But the Bible says that this woman had suffered for many many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had in nothing better, but rather grew worse. When she heard, aren't you thankful? You heard of Jesus tonight? When she heard, of Jesus. The Bible says she came in the press. She came from behind and she reached up and touched him. Notice, she didn't get out front to put on a show. She didn't have to have an all night prayer meeting. She didn't have to have Benny Hinn blow on her. But she said, if I can just touch him, notice the faith, if I can touch him, not maybe, not might, not maybe one day, but she said, if I can touch him, I shall be made whole. You know what? We need to have some of that faith tonight. It's not about if I get touched or I might get touched, but I shall be healed. I shall be touched. I shall be delivered. I shall receive the Holy Ghost. My life shall be changed tonight. The Bible says she reached up and touched him. You know, every time I come to the house of God, it doesn't matter where I'm at, he touches me. But it isn't good enough just for him to touch me. I want to reach up and touch the master tonight. I'm not just here for him to touch me. I'm not just here to see what I can get. But every time I walk through the doors of a church, yes, I want him to touch me. Yes, I want to feel his presence. But I want him to know that I'm there. I want him to feel my touch. I want to reach out to him. I want to grab him when he comes walking by. I want to stop him in this service. She wasn't even supposed to be there that day the Levitical law of the day said that she had an issue of blood she was unclean she wasn't allowed to be around anybody but she got so sick and tired of being sick and tired she got to a point where she said I'm tired of being lonely I'm tired of not being able to hang out with friends I'm tired when I walk down the street everybody crosses over to the other side I can't go through life like this any longer I don't care what the law says I don't care what people say I don't care what people think of me all that matters is I touch him hey somebody needs to get an idea tonight that it doesn't matter who's here it doesn't matter who's sitting beside me it doesn't matter what people think of me all that matters is that Jesus is here and I want to touch him I want him to stop in this service for me She broke through the press. She, she didn't read she didn't google it and find out that she should touch him it wasn't something it, nobody told her she didn't read that out of a book she didn't read that out of the bible no one had done that until this point but faith told her reach out hey I want you to understand tonight the doctors may be telling you to do this and do that friends may be telling you to do this and do that family members may be telling you to do this and do that but faith says reach out faith Faith says step out, faith says touch him, faith says stop Jesus in the house and when she touched him, the Bible says Jesus stopped and he turns about and he says who touched me? Now I don't know which one of the disciples said it but I imagine it was Peter. I always envisioned Peter as a little bit of a smart aleck. You know, he was the one that was so zealous about everything, cutting people's ears off and, and saying, Jesus, you can't wash my feet. Jesus said, Well, if I can't wash your feet, you're none of mine. I'll wash my whole body then. God, I won't never deny you. I'll, I'll, I'll die for you, God. So I imagine it was old Saint Peter who said, Jesus? What are you talking about? Everybody's touching you. Everybody wants a piece of you. Everybody wants a piece of the action. But Jesus said, no, no, no. The one touch that I felt wasn't just somebody here for a show. It wasn't just somebody here to going through the motions. It wasn't just somebody here because they didn't have anything else better to do. It wasn't just because they heard of what I'd done. But I felt virtue leave my body. I want you to know that same Jesus is walking up and down these aisles tonight. He's not looking for somebody that's just going through the motions. He's not looking for somebody that's just here because they didn't have nothing else to do, but he's looking for somebody that's calling out, that's reaching out out of desperation. Jesus, the doctors can't do it. Jesus, nobody else can do it. I need you to stop in this place for me. Oh, we got to stop him in this house. Luke 19, verse number one says, And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus who he was and could not for the press because he was little of stature. Come here, Bob. No, get back, get back here. Alex. It's all right that you're short. You're young. It's no big deal. That's why I'm not picking none of these grown men out. The Bible said that Zacchaeus wanted to see who Jesus was. Come here, come here. Come here. Come here, come here. Come here, bro. Come stand right here in a single file line. Shoulder to shoulder. There you go. Bible said Jesus came walking through Jericho. And Zacchaeus said I got to see this Jesus. But the Bible said he was shorter stature. And he tried to break through but they wouldn't let him come through. And he tried jumping up and down to see, but he couldn't see because he was little a stature. But most of us would have gotten to this point and we would have said, oh well. It yeah. Yeah, just isn't my day. I'll just go on back home. Maybe I'll have another chance to see him the next time he rose through town. Um, you know, some of us, we get to the point, we come and we seek for the Holy Ghost and we don't get it or, or we come for healing and we don't get healed and we say, well, I'll just give up. It must not be God's will. But Zacchaeus was determined. And Zacchaeus said, if I can't see him down here, Then I got to change my elevation. And I got to change where I'm living. And Zacchaeus went on ahead of the crowd. And Zacchaeus climbed climb a tree for me. Climb a tree. Come on, we're acting tonight. I didn't say do the ballet. I said climb a tree. But Zacchaeus ran ahead of the crowd. And Zacchaeus said, if I can't see him down there, then what I've got to do, I can't blame the crowd. I can't blame anybody else. But if I can't see him where I'm at, I've got to get a little bit higher. See, some of you tonight, you're having a hard time seeing Jesus because of where you're living. When all you got to do is say, God, elevate me just a little bit higher. God, I want to see you for who you are, but I can't see you down here in my sins. I can't see you down here in my life. God, I got to go a little bit higher. I got to come a little bit higher so I can see you. the Bible said as the crowd began migrating to where Zacchaeus was at that Jesus came to the spot come on crowd where y'all at the Bible said Jesus came to the spot could it be that tonight is your spot Could it be that God ordained this spot, this moment in time for you to see him like you've never seen him, for you to feel him like you've never felt him before? And Jesus came to the spot and he looked up. He stopped. And he looked up and saw Zacchaeus. See, it wasn't just that Zacchaeus saw Jesus, but Jesus saw Zacchaeus hey, I don't just want to see Jesus tonight. Yes, I do, but that's not all there is. I want him to see me tonight. I want to get his attention tonight. I don't want him to see me just sitting there. I want him to see me worshiping. I want him to see me praising. I want him to see me tonight. Let me see that. Thank you. And Jesus looked up at Zacchaeus. And he said, Zacchaeus, come down because tonight I'm coming home with you and you're going to cook me dinner. Hey, I want you to understand. Go thank you, buddy. I want you to understand this Jesus that I'm preaching about, he's not just a Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night Jesus. But he wants to go home with you. He wants to live inside of you. If you don't have the Holy Ghost tonight, it is God's desire to come inside of you and live in you and go home with you and go to school with you and go to work with you. But you've got to stop him in this house. You've got to say, Jesus, take notice of me. Jesus, I want to see you, but I want you to see me too. In Mark the sixth chapter, I'm almost done. Verse 45 says, And straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship. He constrained them. He, he said, Boys, I, I want you to go. You may not want to, but you, you need to get to the other side of the, the sea here. And he said, Go to the other side before, before in the Bethsaida while he sent away the people. And when he sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. And when evening was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land. And he saw them tolling and rowing. For the wind was contrary unto them, and about the fourth watch of the night he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea. Notice, Jesus tells his disciples, you guys go to the other side. You you guys get in this ship. I'm going to take care of the people. We just had a miraculous feeding and all you can eat buffet of chips and fish. And I want you to send, uh, I want to send you boys across the way and, and I'll meet you over there. And about halfway across the Sea of Galilee, a storm arises. And Jesus looks. And he sees his disciples. They're tooling and rowing. Man, they're giving it all. They're they're barely keeping the ship afloat. They're giving it all they have. No doubt the disciples thought in their mind, we're going down. We're we're right here in the midst of this storm, and this is the end of it. But they kept on rowing. They kept on giving it all they had. When the rowing gets tough, the tough get rowing is what I say. Hey, I want to tell somebody, you may be in the sea of life tonight, and you may be, a storm may have hit you, and you may think, God, I'm going down, but just keep on rowing. You know why? You know why? Because the Bible says that Jesus was walking upon the sea, and he would have passed them by. Why would he have passed them by? Because Jesus knew what he said. He said, you're going to the other side. And in Jesus' mind, whenever he said you're going to the other side, it doesn't matter what happens between point A and point B. If I say you're going to the other side, I don't care what happens in between. You're going to make it to the other side. It doesn't matter if a storm hits you halfway. I've already said you're going to the other side. Somebody needs to understand Jesus already paid the price. Jesus already said you're going to make it. Jesus already said you're an overcomer. Jesus already said you're more than a conqueror. I don't care what storm hits you. I don't care what devil in hell comes against you. If He said you're going to make it. You're going to make it. So he, he wasn't worried. He was going to walk right on by. Give me the next verse, though. Verse 49. But they saw him walking upon the sea. And they supposed that it had been a spirit and cried out. About four years ago, I was honored and privileged to go to, this, to the Israel. We had, went out on a boat on the Sea of Galilee. I actually got to preach out on a boat in the Sea of Galilee. Awesome experience my life and uh, our tour guide began telling us about the Sea of Galilee. It's actually not even a sea. It's actually a freshwater lake, uh, which messed with my mind. but, But it's situated in a valley between mountains. And our tour guide said that and just I mean, you could be on the, the middle of this, the, the 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 lake, the sea there, and everything will be beautiful. There won't be a cloud in the sky. It'll be sun and all of a sudden, because of the way it's situated between those mountains, a storm can just come on top of you like you didn't even know it's coming. Sounds a lot like life, doesn't it? Everything's going great. Everything's going wonderful, and all it takes is one bad phone call, one text message, and here comes the storm cloud. But the folklore of that region, the fishermen of that region, it is is their belief that if they see a spirit on the water, that is the spirit of a drowned fisherman. And if they are unfortunate enough to see this spirit, then that means they're the next to go down. So the disciples, many of them being former fishermen, they see Jesus walking on the water. And they don't, sometimes you don't realize who Jesus is in the middle of a storm. But they see him walking and they think that it's a spirit. So in their mind, they think, oh no, that's the spirit of a drowned fisherman. We're seeing it and now we're getting ready to go. Boys, this is the end. And they cried out. They didn't cry out in faith. They didn't have an ounce of faith in them but they cried out in fear. I want you to understand with me tonight. I know us preachers preach about faith a lot, and we do, and I preach about uh, you can't operate in faith and fear at the same time, and you can't. But we always talk about how faith gets God's attention, and it does. It was faith who made blind Bartimaeus scream out. It was faith who made the woman with the issue of blood. It was faith that made Zacchaeus climb that tree. But I want you to understand, I know from preaching long enough that when I come into a church service and preach God's word, there's some of you here tonight, you don't have anything. Life has dealt you a hand that you didn't expect and your faith went bye-bye a long time ago. The problems have piled up upon you and your faith left out the door and all you have to hold on to is fear. But I got good news for you. Not only does God operate and hear the faith of his people and respond to the faith, but we can read this story When the disciples cried out with fear, Jesus said, they don't have any faith in me, but I can't leave them out there. They don't have any faith in me right now, but I can't leave them hurting and all alone in the middle of the sea in a storm. And Jesus would have walked right past them, but he hears the fearful cry of his children and he turns and begins walking on the water right to the boat. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying some of you have faith to reach out and stop him tonight. And some of you don't. It's all right if you don't. Just reach out and stop him with your fear if that's all you've got. If all you've got is brokenness, if all you've got is heartache, that's all right. God responds to your needs also. It doesn't just take faith, but God will hear the cries of his children no matter where they're at. So he came walking on the water towards them, and he stepped on boat. He stepped in the boat, and he said, be of good cheer, it is I. And notice what happened. He went into the ship, and the wind ceased. I've got news for somebody tonight. If you're in a storm tonight, Jesus is here. And he's wanting to get on board. And when he gets on board, you may have thought you could sail this ship alone. You may have thought you could navigate the waters all by yourself. And you're at a place where you realize you can't. And now you need to welcome the captain of your vessel back on board. And when he steps on board, he'll speak. He'll speak peace into your situation. He'll speak peace into your life. And he'll, the winds and the waves will cease. Mark 10 is the from what I've studied and I'm closing but from what I've studied Mark the 10th chapter was the last time that Jesus ever came in his earthly ministry to Jericho. Could be proved wrong but I'm pretty sure that's right. So if blind Bartimaeus would have listened to the naysayers that said hold your peace blind Bartimaeus blind Bartimaeus would have spent the rest of his life as a blind beggar but he took opportunity while Jesus was there and he said don't pass me by Jesus I need you to stop and touch me if he wouldn't have he would have never had another chance a couple of years ago, I got word from a church I used to youth pastor that a man in the church had passed away. My heart was saddened. he was an awesome guy. He was one of the head ushers and door greeters and he was over the men ministry there in the church. Just an awesome guy. Just one of those guys that just radiated the love of God. Just, you just wanted to be around him. I always had a smile on his face. So I heard the news and I called the pastor to find out what had happened. And the pastor said, what a terrible waste. I said, what do you mean? I said, he was was a faithful person. He was always there. He was always one of the first people to church. He said, but you don't understand. He said, it had been over a year since that brother had been in church. And come to find out, he was driving under the influence of alcohol when he crashed and died. And I thought to myself, oh, no. No. Oh God, please be merciful. But I began praying. And I I don't claim to be a super spiritual person and see visions all the time, but God showed me a vision that day. And I saw my friend. And understand, I'm not God and I'm not the judge. And and, and understand, I, I don't put anybody in heaven or I don't put anybody in hell. I'm not the one to determine that. But in my vision... I saw my friend, and he was in internal torments in the fires of hell. And it was like he was watching a screen just like this one, and he was, it, there was fire all around him and there was a screen up on the wall, and he was watching the last church service that he was ever in. And I thought to myself, oh God, what would he have done different? if he would have realized that was his last chance to ever stop you. Think about that for just a moment. What would you do tonight differently? Not trying to scare anybody. Not trying to prophesy doom and gloom on anybody. But what would you do different in this service if this was your last chance to ever stop Jesus? As we stand to our feet in this house tonight. Blind Bartimaeus didn't listen to the naysayers. He stopped Jesus with his praise. Somebody ought to do the same tonight. The woman with the issue of blood, Jesus wasn't even there for her. He was on his way to heal Jairus' his daughter. But she took advantage of the opportunity. Maybe Jesus actually didn't come for you tonight. But while he's here, you might as well get his attention and stop him in the house tonight. Maybe you might be Zacchaeus in here tonight and you can't see Jesus clearly where you're at. All you got to do is get a little bit higher in him. And not only will you see him, but he'll see you tonight. Or maybe you're like the disciples and you're in the storm of life and you think you're about to go down and everywhere you turn, something's going wrong. Everywhere you turn, things are bad. Bad report after bad report and all you've got is fear in your heart. I submit to you tonight, that's all right. Cry out to him in fear because he'll stop in this house for your fear. As we bow our heads and close our eyes all across this auditorium. I've given an altar call every service. Most altar calls I give, I open it first to those that have never repented, those that have never been baptized in Jesus' name, those that have never been filled with the Holy Ghost, because I want to give you first opportunity to make things right with God. But tonight, I'm not even giving an altar call to anybody, because I just want to see who's going to be the ones to step out and stop Jesus in this house. I want you to act like he'll never come again. I want you to act like this is our last church service and I want to see what some people will do. I'm not going to be looking around. I'm going to be stopping him for myself, but I just want, I think Jesus wants to see who's really wanting to stop him in this house. I'm about to set this mic down and the rest of the service is up to you, but I challenge somebody. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter